Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Go check them out, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, the esteemed Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, yes. you want to play a fun? Here's my question of the day. You ready for this one? Okay. You always start with, with these questions. You always have something up okay. your sleeve. It's very fishy. I don't. I don't think you're gonna get this one. I really don't. Per game okay. value last okay. season, third highest ranked player currently on the Portland Trailblazers roster. Okay, we are doing our thirty teams in over thirty days. Team previews to start the season. Welcome back, fantasy basketball never sleeps. Here we are. Right in, right immediately, Tyler. You trying to put put me on the spot, and you know what? I appreciate this. This is like when you go uh, at the beginning of training camp. Um, as I, you know, because I was in a lot of professional leagues in, in my back when I was in my prime, and you know, you'd be doing two a days to get you ready, get you prepared for the season. Tyler, I feel like these questions, these are my these are my 120 yard spreads. These are my two a days to get me ready to remember who's on these teams. <laughs> and what all the all the brain cells I've killed over this uh, very nice and a little too hot summer, I am stalling to figure out Anthony Simmons. Is that your final answer? Is he still on this team? He still is on the team. That's fine. okay. I got that. So far, so good. Third highest per game. Per game. Yeah, that'd be per game. I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go with Anthony Simmons. Oh, Michael, Michael, that's... Well, did you, can you get the first two? You should be able to get the first two, right? It's Dame. Yeah, of course. Well, sir, uh, then Nurkic? Well, no, because then Jeremy Grant, who's now on the team. Ah, uh, yeah, Jeremy Grant. Okay. Nurkic was fourth, and Anthony Simons was fifth. Nurkic was fourth, Anthony Simons was fifth. Man, who's left? You got... Oh! Josh Hart. Josh Hart, 77th. Josh Hart, 77th. In per game value last year. That's, that's the report. That's, that's, what's, that's what we're reporting here today? Breaking oh, news, everyone. Josh Hart, 77th overall in fantasy basketball per game average. He right averaged almost 20 points a game when he played for Portland, 19.9. Hmm, that's pretty. That's pretty decent. And this team isn't like really changing up its um, its roster too much, right? Like it's you're gonna you're gonna get what you get on the uh, the Portland Trail Blazers. I don't know why we're starting with all the like the big long names. We have the Timberwolves, and then we got the Trail Blazers. Um, kind of. I mean, obviously Dame only played twenty nine games. That's disappointing. I want to table the Dame talk. Let's let's talk about the rest of this team, and then let's talk Dame because I think Dame's the most interesting piece, most interesting fantasy thing on this team. Uh, finished last season. If I'm clicking and finally looking at my rankings, Damian Lillard 35th overall in per game value in those 29 games. Right, so a really decent fall off for our good friend Damian Lillard. Uh, to me, that's the that's the key to I would say most people the average fantasy basketball player wants to think about Dame, right? 
Um, and I said, that's why we, honestly, one, we try to cater this podcast towards the the standard league, head-to-head, or roto categories leagues. If you're if you're just joining us for the very first time, cool, welcome, thanks for coming. Um, but I think the, the the devil's in the details, right? And I, let's start with the with the guy you brought up first, Josh Hart, right? Who's who's drafting Josh Hart in their top 100? Anyone? Is that is that the kind of the vibe we're getting? Uh, I think that's and that's what we like to do with these teams. Kind of like let's think about them their past let's think about where they're going let's think about each one of these players where they're going and then let's read the temperature in the room what do we think the general public or even just the average um semi-dedicated fantasy basketball player do they uh, what's their opinion about josh hart what are they willing to pay for him where is he probably going to go in the draft and where should he go in the draft and then we're going to do that with everybody really well, I, I think he's going to be underrated because the story is going to be, well, he you know has never really scored that much. He scored 20 points a game with Portland, but it was after Dame was hurt and they needed someone to step up. And now they have Dame and they have Jeremy Grant, right? And so why is he going to score that much again? And he's not. But I also think he's probably a top 100 player just because he's going to get you good rebounds. He's going to get you good assists. He's going to get you a steal. He's, he could get you half a block. He's done it before. He's going to get you like 10 to 12 points. It's going to all come down to the percentages, right? If he can just shoot decent percentages, he's going to be in the top 100. We kind of like these boring but good players, a uh, little under-the-radar players, because I think that's where you win. That's where you win your drafts. I mean, you're not going to win your league in your draft, but really helps to have these um, kind of these quality players laying around that you got that you picked up for cheap right you're picking up top 100 players outside of your top 100 picks in your draft that's really nice because there is a pretty decent fall off after one after 120 um when it comes to just overall value of these fancy players but that set aside right you got jeremy grant here you got amperty simmons coming up dame is going to be back healthy um, and I think Dame is going to be back very healthy, very good. Uh, it's, it's Dame Lillard, for God's sakes. He's a, he's a killer. Josh Hart's place on this team, I don't know if it's going to be he, – he averaged 33 minutes a game last season. Is he back down under 30? And if he, if so, does that make him a top 100 player? I, I don't, I'm not sure well, it does. Who's really going to take his minutes, right? So he's going to be a wing, okay? Jeremy Grant's not a wing. So you got Lillard and you got Simons. And then – I mean, it's Gary Payton, Nasir Little, the new rookie who didn't play any college basketball. So how much is he really going to be ready to play in the NBA, especially for the Blazers who plan on competing for a playoff spot? Like, now here's the worry maybe with Josh Hart is, you know, last three, the last two years, 54, 47 games, and then the three before that, 65, 67, 63. So he's never been super healthy. But I think if he is healthy to start the season, I feel like this is a guy probably going well outside the top 100 that's probably a top 100 player. And if he gets hurt, you can always just either put him on your IR or cut bait, and you're going to be fine there. Like, I don't see really any way between playing the two and the three, he doesn't get around 30 minutes a game. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the – I mean, when do we think Joe Ingles is coming back? Is Joe Ingles still on this team, or they drop him? I always forget. Joe Ingles is not he's on out. this team. Yeah, he's off the team. Never mind. They waved him. I forgot. But the second I said Joe Ingles, I was like, no, never mind. He's, he's not here. 
Uh, oh yeah, that's right. He did. See, this is what I need. To, I need a schooling uh, before I get back into uh, regular season mode. Um, well, yeah. Then I'm, I'm looking like through this. Sort of I'm looking question, through this like, fucking roster, man. It's pretty. Like, sad. when did Joe Ingles come back? So, like, you could gauge it off somebody else who was hurt on this team. I was very confused for a second. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really need to uh, maybe just read over some shit. That's what uh, I mean. Well, I'm, you and know like, what? Here's the thing. I'm not paying attention to the Portland Trailblazers. I'm not interested for team, in the Portland Trail Trailblazers that much this season because there's. Not, I don't think there's a lot to be excited about on this team overall. Quite well, frankly. they they think they're competing for a playoff spot, but like literally, they're another team with not a lot of depth here. I mean, like they've got two, four, six, maybe seven maybe eight rotation players like n- not great and i think also the issue is their second best like you know we, we talk about some of these other teams right we go uh we talked about the Tim- timberwolves already their top players are pretty good ant-man's really good cat daddy's really good uh rudy gobert is really good in portland damian lillard's f- absolute fire um Anthony Simmons and Nurkic are there too. Cool. Uh oh. The rest of the... yeah. Jeremy Grant's all right. Good. Jeremy Grant's Josh Hart's underrated. All right. Well, let, then let's talk about we we talk about Josh Hart is underrated, and you're thinking he's probably going to be if end up in that top 100, probably drafted outside of the top 100. Here, let's flip the script. Anthony Simmons finished outside of the top 100. Probably going to be drafted in the top 100. Is that fair to say? Uh, He's a I hot think name in fantasy. He always is, right? And I think he could be uh, well inside the top 100. I think this is a guy that I'm probably staying well away from because when you look at him, right, like what what gets you excited about this guy? It's points and threes and nothing else. And you would think he's only going to be worse instead of better with Dame back, right? So the yeah the idea here and I think a lot of people are trying to equate him to the guy he replaced CJ McCollum right and it's like okay cool is he going to do the stuff that CJ McCollum did and CJ McCollum is a little bit of an underrated player especially these days um, because he was always behind Dame um, Avery Simmons is still going to be behind Dame but CJ McCollum could really put up the, the the assist stats his percentages were really good. Uh, and would get you that almost like that almost steal, uh, good three pointers. Anthony Simmons, he can score, he can hit threes. That's all really positive. His assists are not quite up to par with uh, CJ McCollum's, though. When he was running the show in Portland, he started getting his assist ups to uh, assist up to like you know about five ish a game. His rebounds were not as good as CJ McCollum's, right? And CJ McCollum was hanging around the thirties, forties, fifties, right? So, like, is the ceiling for Anthony Simmons a, a C.J. McCollum? And if so, like, does he have the tool set to be C.J. McCollum this season? No. I mean, maybe, but no. Like, I, to get up there in that 30, 40s, 50s range, and we... We should maybe talk about this, right? Like the CJ McCollum and the Clay Thompson, like those guys, their value goes down just about every year, right? Because 
you know, what they do good. There's so many guys hitting a crazy amount of three-pointers, and there's so many guys scoring, you know, more points because there's just more points in the league, right? Yes. So their value goes down a little bit every year, right? And then when yeah, you look the at the productivity is still there, but the value starts dropping because, like, everybody's shooting threes, everybody's scoring. Well, and you look at Simons, and he's a negative in three categories. He's going to give you, I mean, he maybe half a steal isn't great. He's going to give you no blocks. In his career, he's blocked 24 shots. TJ McCollum, on the other hand, about a half a block a game. Right. And then rebounds. He averaged 2.6 rebounds a game last year. That's not great. So TJ McCollum, on the other hand, over four. He's literally giving you points and threes and then decent-ish assists. I mean, like, he gave you four last year, which is fine. But it's not great. It's not 10. It's not 7. It's not 6. Put in the X factor that he's probably a little bit... uh, He's going to shoot more threes, so he's going to make more threes, just theoretically, right? Which means his field goal will hurt uh, a little bit. He's 23 years old. He's seriously young. Um, There's there's also a lot of hype around. I think Anthony Simmons has been hyped up in the fantasy world and in the NBA world for a few seasons now. Uh, which doesn't bode well Let, for his stock when you start when you enter your draft. But let me ask you this: He's got some nice stat lines out here. He's got some uh, twenty-three, six, and eleven games. Well, yeah. Let me ask you this though: Who's the second leading scorer on this team? Is it him? I think it has to be, right? Uh, no, I think Jeremy Grant scores more than he does. And that's I think and not... where we need to get into Jeremy Grant, right? And they're not going to have three 20-point-per-game scorers. They're just not. So, you know, if you're looking at Jeremy Grant as a second-leading scorer on this team, then Anthony Simons is, again, averaging, like, 17 points a game, and, again, he's probably outside the top 100. So let's get to Jeremy Grant, then, because Anthony Simmons probably doesn't have what it takes to become up into that top 75. Minutes might not be there. The touches might not be there, especially when... You know, Dave's fully back healthy, obviously. You got, like you're saying, Jeremy Grant now there to uh, take some of the workload. And Jeremy Grant can be the focal point, can, uh, you know, be the person with the ball in his hands for the entire possession if he wants to be. Uh, he can he can carry the load like that. They don't need Anthony Simmons to run the point um, when, Dame is, when Dame is out. Though, you know, that will happen sometimes, but that's not what Anthony Simmons' role is going to be. Jeremy Grant is the second leading scorer, the the second go-to player on this team. Does that increase his value at all over the 32 minutes that he played in Detroit last season, averaging 19 points? Definitely on a little bit of a downturn, but he's, well, he's 28. Um, Four rebounds, two and a half assists, one steal, one block, shot a miserable 42.6%. Yeah, but can we see maybe less shots because he's not the number one guy? Or maybe even the same amount of shots, right? But some more makes because we got guys like Damian Lillard that can create a, an open look for him. And pull some of that gravity away, right? Um, everybody, and also, yeah, like you said, Anthony Simmons, you got to respect his shot. you got to respect Dame's shot. Does that get Jeremy Grant a little bit open? Yeah, I think that, uh, potentially. Yeah, and and you got Nurkic who can who can hub the offense a little bit too, and so they can run some like real innovative sets. And in that scenario, like when all their starters are on the floor, 
Um, you know, if we're talking about Grant's value, so you know he only played fifty four and forty seven games the last two years, so that's a little bit worrying to me, right? I don't like that. Um, but before that, for Denver, he had been, and then even in Oklahoma City, right? He had been really healthy, like seventy seven, eighty. 81-80-71. That's a hell of a five-year stretch, right? So I'm not ready to say, like, oh, he's injury-prone or anything. Talking about he was the 61st-ranked player in per-game value. Now I'm saying, okay, he can probably score just as much. He is going to play our forward, I'm assuming. I, yeah, I don't and, know who, who else would. Right, there's then they don't really have another power forward on this roster. Is that fair to say? Uh, I'm looking, I'm looking. That is, I think that's fair to say. So, could we see his rebounds what, go what's, up what's, a little what, bit? What, from... What's Justice Winslow? Is he? He's like a guard forward. He's a, probably a power forward now. He plays about it. Plays about it. little can play some power forward. That's what I mean. Yeah. Like, but. He's probably the power forward for most of the time he's on the floor. So, you know, can he get up to five and a half rebounds? Let's hope, right? There's someone on the team's going to have to rebound. Uh, Nurkic can't grab them all. Um, so, I think Grant, it's all going to depend for me on where he's drafted, right? I think he's a top 75 player. Well, he, Do I think he's a top 50 player? No. Here's Here's what I like about... This is what I like about Jeremy Grant, right? Is that he had that uh, kind of that Detroit year where it's like, ooh, that's Jeremy Grant's nice. And then the the next year, right, he scored less, he did a little bit less. But over actually overall, like per game value, he was better. But I, I don't think people feel that way. And also if you had him either one of those years, like you were just saying, Tyler, he didn't play a full season for you. So anybody who definitely like who's like oh yeah Jeremy Grant they're they already got a taste of him not playing a full season their 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 taste buds are gonna be burnt on Jeremy Grant and they're not gonna be interested in picking him up so you, you you're either in two camps you either already believed in Jeremy Grant and you got burnt or you don't care about Jeremy Grant and I think that bodes well for his overall value when it comes he to was, draft time he he went sixty seventh in Yahoo drafts last year which is fair see him being. Can we see him being like, you know, pick 80, 85, 90? At that level, I'm definitely interested. If it, if it is pick 74, Jeremy Grant's sitting on the board. Obviously, it's going to depend on who else is sitting on the board at that time. Is it a fair place to take him? Fair, yes. I feel like there's probably going to be somebody else that's more undervalued on the board, but it's fair. Once you get past that 80 range, you're sitting, now you start smelling the value, right? Yeah, for sure. That's fair. We got Josh Hart, probably overlooked, underrated. We got Anthony Simmons, probably overrated. Uh, who people just love young guys, right? Like they just they this guy's twenty three, he's gonna break out. Here it is. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Well, like we said, go look at his stats. Where does he improve? Is he even good enough to be a CJ McCollum replacement? And the we don't think so, right? And CJ McCollum. Like, like Tyler was saying, those types of players are not as valuable as they used to be. And you got Jeremy Grant joining the team. I'm, I'm thinking he's going to be a little underrated. So I do. I, th- I think I will be targeting uh, Jeremy Grant that like eighth round ish if he's around. If he's around, seventh eighth round, that'd be nice. 
I would I would enjoy that. Nurkic. We're saving Dame for last. That's going to be the conversation. Nurkic, also a bit injury prone, right? Um, de- like, definitely has... <sighs> he's definitely, like, an interesting fantasy player, right? Because he's got the terrible free throws, but they're not, like, the worst in the world, but they're still pretty bad. Um, he gets really good rebounds, but he doesn't, like... His blocks really aren't there, and his it's a steal a game like he doesn't really score occasionally has these like really crazy games and then just kind of reverts back into not being that great i don't know what to do with with nurkic at all i have no idea yeah because he's always tantalizing because you look at it and go like okay you know permanent he's fantastic and he had that one year in the bubble where he only played eight games and he was fantastic and the fouls are a real issue and they continue to be a real issue, and he's 27 now, so is he ever going to fix that? Like, he's going to be 28 before the season starts. Like, probably not. So you got to kind of just bake that in, that, like, the most he's probably playing is, like, what he played last year, like 28 minutes. And so he was good. He was the 84th-ranked player in per-game value, but he was drafted 56th in Yahoo Leagues, so you lost a value on that for sure. Um, yeah, and that's going to come from that stink of that, like, really hot, like, okay, finally he's putting it together, here's his run, he's going to be good. Can't say that he's been healthy since that bu- since the bubble, right? Like, quite frankly. Uh, well, and he wasn't healthy that season before the bubble. Exactly. <laughs> so then you got to start weighing, like, what is, what, what is I mean, just where, where's the risk, where's the reward? It's how it always works with these guys. Um, and I think that's where... I think he's, he's going to fall in that that camp where people are tantalized by the permanent and the the flashes and so he's gonna go in the top 60 and i don't want him in the top 60 at all yeah it's a, it's you can't pay, return that value dollar, right right he can't return that value per game as it is right and then now you're banking on him too playing 70 games which he's done twice in his career yeah so two out of eight years he's played more than 70 games that's it and in those years, he didn't play 30 minutes a game. He's not going to, certainly not suddenly going to start playing 30 minutes a game. Um, but he, he can't play that many. He can't average that many minutes because he fouls out too much. 3.4 fouls a game. The most important statistic in fantasy basketball is minutes per game. Um, though, in minutes per game, Justin Nurkic does get double digit rebounds. So I, I, I think that's probably why he will be going in that, that, that 60 range. Is because you're gonna look around, you're gonna see like, well, what centers are left, and you're gonna see Nurkic sitting out there, and you're gonna go, either I need to double down on my rebounds, or I need to catch up on my rebounds, and there's there's eleven rebounds sitting right there. Then you, uh, you what you're drafting is the bag, uh, the, a little you're over, you're overvaluing his overall value across the board just because he gets those elite rebounds. Um, and I'll, I'll ask you from centers that finish near him. We'll see if you yeah. if you want Nurkic over it. Al Horford. Well, and you're taking the risk that he's if he's going to stay healthy. Um, ooh, man, I like Al. I like Al Horford. Um, I Al Horford. He finished 58th last year. Nurkic did not. That's nice. Uh, Mo Bamba. Oh, Mo Bamba. I don't know. How do we feel about Obama? This the, the blocks are nice there, right? And Nurkic doesn't get you that. Um, 
Mobamba. I don't know. Give me, give me Mobamba. I, I like the threes for my center. It's it's a modern NBA, Tyler. I need threes on my with my center. He finished sixty second last year in twenty five minutes a game. Uh, Jakob Podol. I, love, I like Podol. Podol. He finished seventy third. Uh, guys that finished below Nurkic that you might want over him. Christian Wood. We are uh, we are a Christian Wood hater podcast. Um, unless he wants to come on the show and defend his honor, and then you know, obviously if you're listening out there, Christian Wood, uh, we'd love to have you on the show. You're the best. Uh, get your free throw percentage up, please. Uh, I just think he's overdrafted. Not that he's an overrated basketball player, obviously. But people really, I really love Christian Wood. Him, I think I'd still take. I would Christian take Wood. him. And say in the Tyler only draft, I'd take him over Nurkic. Now, he's probably going to go way over Nurkic, and then I'm probably not going to want him, but that's a different story for a different time. Yeah, I think I would um, too. I think I'd take him over Nurkic. But I do get it here. Like, it kind of gets to a, a rough group of centers at this point because, like, the other guys below him are like, now Clint Capello's ranked below him last year. You could easily go for Clint Capello over him. We're going to have to, um, yeah, we're going to have to have a, this long discussion about Clint Capello. Then it gets into the Mitchell Robinsons and the Zubaches and the, yeah, yeah, the like guys it. that you, you would rather probably have Nurkic, right? While he's and healthy. I, and, and I think that's why you end up getting Nurkic in that 60, 70 range. That's where he's going to be drafted, right? Is because you're going to look around and you're going to see that Mo Bamba's off the board and Al Horford's off the board. And, uh, you know, someone takes Christian Wood and you're like, oh, shit. Like, Wendell Carter's off the board. How did Wendell Carter get off the board? And then you're going to go, well, I, need a, his, I need a fucking center. I'm taking Nurkic. Given his injuries, wouldn't you rather just, like, dip down and get just just right now, if, if rebounds are really what you think you have to sure up, wouldn't you rather just, like, get a forward that can get you six or seven rebounds a game? Okay. And then dip down at the end with some flyers that you could – maybe hit a home run on. At that point, like I feel like your team is going to be better overall than drafting Nurkic 30 spots too high. Yeah, 100%. I think like, that's that's the move, is that you wait another couple rounds, maybe even three or four rounds, and then you go, hey, look, Steven Adams is still out there. Um, Montrose Harold's still out there. He gets like seven rebounds-ish, even though... I don't, you know, don't really like anything else he does. I could probably get him with like one of my last picks, or here's, I might not even be drafted. Chris here's Bouchard. a move you could probably you do in a standard league too. Like, are guys like Andre Drummond and Hassan Whiteside and Javale McGee like even going to be owned? Like, you could probably just churn through those players and get a block a game and seven rebounds. Yeah, you could probably stream them off your waiver wire. So yeah, is it worth? Yeah. I mean, we're literally just talking about not drafting Nurkic at any at any point in the draft, which I think is not what it's not what we're saying, but it's kind of what we're implying. Well, I'm there's fine. Always, with there's him. always a press. I'm fine with him if he's around 100. If he's at even at where he finished last year, 84th in per game value. Like, if you're gonna play 55 games, give me the next 20 players because they're gonna play much more than 55 games. Yeah, give me Herb Jones. Who's young and very good? Give me Harrison Barnes. Give me Laurie Marketing. Why not? He's going to get some rebounds, right? Exactly. Uh, Eric, it's probably not going to be on any of our teams. Before we get to Dame, is there anybody else you want to talk about on this team, Tyler? 
no, not really. I mean, I think we kind of know what this team is. We we got a good feel for them. Um, people are going to be hyped about Nasir Little because he's a small forward that can get you a block a game. I mean, he averaged point nine in 25 minutes a game. Um, playing time should be open for those kind of minutes and maybe even a little bit more. Um, he's also been a guy, though, who played 48, 48, 42 games in his first three seasons, so a little worrying there. Um, an interesting late round flyer though on a team that's not super deep. Yeah, it would only take one little bit of tweaking, injury, even just a minor injury, right? To get some some hefty minutes for guys who are just hanging around at the at the end of the bench. And I think those are really great things to pay attention to when you're when you're streaming, right? Is that you know. Who's getting you in, even in their inch minutes, almost a block a game, almost a steal a game? Um, yeah, Nazir Little is definitely somebody I think everybody should keep an eye on uh, throughout the season. I mean, if Justice Winslow suddenly has to play 30 minutes a game for some unknown reason, Justice Winslow is still pretty decent. Right. Yeah, the injuries are the problem there. I mean, again, like. He's played 48, 26, and 11 games in the last three years. Exactly. All right, we've stalled long enough, Tyler. Dame Lillard. Dame time. It is Dame time right now. Here on the Watching the Boxes podcast, Dame Lillard. One of the one of the one of the greatest of all time. Um, just to, just excited to, to watch in in modern basketball. Just great. Who doesn't love Dave? Everybody loves Dave. You literally get a Twitter alert. It's Dame time. You got to turn the game on. How many how many players are you like? Gotta go turn the game on because it is. It's, you don't hear um, Sarge Barrett time. You don't get that tweet, Tyler. Maybe you do. I don't. Well, maybe you could start it. Sarge Barrett time, y'all. <laughs> this is what I like. This is what I really like about Dave Miller. One, he's a killer. He's a murderer. Two, he's been one even. Even though he finishes in the top ten for most of his like later career, still always seems to be drafted outside of the top ten. Sadly, he finally starts getting respected in the way he deserves. Starts moving into that top ten, top five uh, in 1920 per game value. Finished third overall. Finished tenth the next season. Last season in ACAT finished. 35 and 29 games because of the injury. He's 32 years old. Tyler, where are you drafting Damian Lillard? Is he, is he still in your top 10? It's a good question. It's a fair question. Um, it will depend on the prism in which you look at last season, right? Um, he wasn't very good. I don't think he played a second of healthy basketball, though. There's an incredibly yeah, weird right. experience, right? Yeah, that, I'm, 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 I remember the very beginning of the season, right? He must not have been healthy because something didn't add up. The dude, uh, career-wise, is a pretty decent shooter at volume. And to start the season, he was just well under 40%. And it just never came. It's just like, we're like, all right, he's, you know, it's the first week, whatever. People have slow starts. Weird shit happens. It's the first week. It's Dame. We'll figure it out. Second week went by, third week went by, Dane wasn't hitting his shots. And that was really weird. Yeah, for sure. 
So what prism are you looking at his comeback from this injury? If he was injured, if you think he was injured the, even when he was playing last year? I'm not, I'm not taking anything I saw last year as a real Damian Lillard thing. Okay. You're throwing last year, last season out. Yep. Alright, so let's, let's just, under the assumption, let's, let's say that there's two futures. Throw last season out. Dame's healthy, he's 32 years old, and he's got a chip on his shoulder because everybody's like, oh, David Lillard, not that good, Portland's not that good. Is his ceiling yeah. top five? Is his ceiling top five? Sure. Will he get there? I don't know. But his ceiling is that. Um... I think he is going to be criminally underrated this year. I think he's going to go in that mid-second round, and he should be going, like, on the turn. I think he should be going in the first round. I think he's a, I think he's a top 10 player. That's what I mean. And so I don't think he's going to be there. And so I think there's going to be a nice little uh, value baked in on Lillard. And it's, in some ways, I would much rather kind of pick in that, you know, 8, 9, 10 range than I would number one this year because I feel like... You know, you're gonna get you're gonna get two really good players, and on the back end, you know, at 14 or 15 or 16, it might be Damian Lillard. Oh, because you when you look at the top 10, I'm looking. We're looking at eight cat per game values, right? Look at that top 10. Jokic seems obvious. Kevin Durant seems obvious. Joel Embiid seems obvious. LeBron. Um, this is who finished in the top 10 last year. LeBron at four. LeBron could easily be a top 10 player, or he could take a little break. He could take a little breather, uh, but he still hasn't done that yet. So, like, why? Let's just, you know, LeBron's earned the benefit of the doubt. James Harden uh, definitely looks a little less good, but that means instead of being a top three, he's, a, you know, fifth, sixth overall. Got Trey Young with an interesting, uh, interesting situation with now with uh, DeJounte Murray. You got the Kyrie Irving situation. Uh, obviously, he only played like 20 games last year. You got Steph Curry, who's Steph. You got Carl Anthony Towns with Gobert. And you got Giannis, Paul George, Luka Doncic. Those are like, that's your top 12 per game last season. I think Dame can slip into that top 10. Well, and then you got yeah, some other guys, right? You got, you got like Kawhi and all that, but like. Sure. What, like, I think. For me, he's he's kind of firmly in that top twelve for sure, because I'm taking Dame over Paul George for sure, who was in there. I'm taking Dame over Kyrie because how many games is Kyrie gonna play? Who knows? Right? I'm taking I'm I'm taking Dame over LeBron. Like LeBron, how many games is LeBron gonna play? Maybe even KD. I might take Le- Dame over KD, and here's the reason why. How many games is KD gonna play, man? He's played like fifty five the last couple years since that Achilles injury. Yeah, flip over to the, flip over to those totals, and then you got a whole another you have a whole another subject to talk about, right? Who right. who's so, going to be playing those max games? Dame is going to be playing those max games. If he is healthy, he will play. Yeah, I mean, we he's missed a few the last couple of years, but other than that, I mean, like man, he had that run where he barely missed a game forever. Yeah, um, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. And I don't see anybody, like, impeding his greatness at all this year, right? Like, he's going to average 28 points a game. He's going to get you 
he might even get you more rebounds because we talked about this, right? Like Jeremy Grant's not a great rebounder. Anthony Simon's not a great rebounder. Somebody's got to get the rebounds on this team, right? Nurkic can't get them all. Like, could we see Dame average a career high in rebounds just because there's not another rebounder on this team? Yeah, that's a decent point. He's because he is a very good guard rebounder. So, right. the, we could. I mean, like the 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 bell curve for Dame, right? Is this could be kind? This could be a career year for him. Straight up, if he's healthy, this could be a career year for him. And you know, the bottom of that, you know, that middle part of your bell curve, right? Is that it's a very good year for Dame Lillard, which is usually like a top fifteen finish. So. If he's healthy, which is, you know, there's no reason to not think he's healthy. We're not going to say, like, oh, just because he got injured, he's getting injured again. That's a ridiculous thing to to speculate. This guy's, I think he should go in your first round. Now I think here's the real, like, the real dilemma, right? You are picking 10th out of 12 teams. Do you think he gets back to you in the second round? Uh, well, it always gets tough there, right? But... Yeah. Are you that mad if he doesn't? In the sense that, I mean, we talk about the guys that are going to be in that range, right? You're going to get a Jason Tatum or a Paul George or a Jimmy Butler or somebody else really, really good. So I think you just take the guy who you think is... Actually, I think I'm a little salty. If he doesn't get back to me. Well, but for me... I don't really go that way in my drafts. Like I'm just like I take the guy who I think's the best, and then when I get back up, I take the guy who I think's the best. Like I don't really believe in like sniping. Like I think everybody should take the best player available at every pick. So I don't really like prescribe to the theory that you took my person. Like everybody wants the best player at that time. If I have somebody in between, if I'm at ten or eleven, and someone's in between me, in the next round, I I think. Depending on who's left on the board, obviously. I think it's going to be hard for me not to take Damian Lillard. Oh, for sure. I just, I mean, like, I, for me, if you're telling me I'm picking at 10, there's a good possibility that I think Damian Lillard is the best player left on the board. Yeah. Because if Jokic goes, if Durant goes, if Embiid goes, if Harden goes, if Trey Young goes, if Steph Curry goes, if Carl Anthony Towns goes... I may, you know, maybe Giannis, Dame Lillard. Okay, I'll give you that. Like, yeah, if he's gone. what you do with Giannis is free throw if you're playing head to head, or if you're playing Roto. Right. And then I mean, like Luca's gonna go up there, and I'd rather have Luca than than Dame probably. Sure. Anyways, but like, but, so, but I mean, after that, I think Dame might be the best guy left on my board. I'd rather have him over Jason Tatum, Lamelo Ball, even Jimmy Butler. Right, and so... You maybe, know even I mean? Paul, like, maybe even Paul George. Oh, I'd rather have Dame over Paul George. Mm, yeah. So, do what you will. We're going to get closer to um, draft time. We always do a segment called Who Do I Draft? We look at the first round, do a draft with whoever we think is going in the consensus first round. I think Damian Lillard is going to be in my consensus for in the consensus first round. I really do. So I think we will be doing a who do I draft, where we draft like the first six or seven rounds based on whatever that first round player is, whatever your spot happens to be. We look at those AVPs. We look at Yahoo. We say who's where's everybody kind of going? Where's everybody think everybody's kind of going? And I actually, I, when we look at the AVPs, I'm not sure we're gonna 
necessarily do a dame, but if I look at my rankings, I think we should do a dame. I think that's all safe to say. I'm looking forward to doing the dame thing. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you like the show, please rate, review us, or help support us at patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Um, there's going to be one tier. It's going to be like two bucks a month. And if you want to support the show, that's all it takes. Just say, hey, you know what? I like this show. Post me out. I've won some money. I've won- hey, if we've, helped you win- if we've helped you win money in the past, is it really the difficult to give us a two dollars a month as a as a thank you as a courtesy to keep the show going? That's Patreon.com/slash Watching the Boxes. I don't think it's that big of a deal. It's two bucks. Come on, uh, you pay more than two bucks for your coffee, I assume, uh, or your Monster Energy drink, or whatever the kids are doing these days. Uh, I saw a kid. Oh, Tyler, I saw this kid the other day. Who's wearing pink Tommy Hilfiger jeans, and a sweater vest with no shirt on under it. Look, oh. I'll be honest, he looked great. He looked pretty good. But he also looked like he was in my closet in 1994. Maybe he was. Maybe he just found your oh. closet. Shut it all back. I need to call my mom, see if anybody's been <laughs> in my childhood room closet lately. That, that shit's probably worth some money. I should get all, the, all my old childhood clothes on eBay. I bet you I'd make a killing. It's new get-rich-quick scheme. Yeah, if you are... In your mid to late thirties, go to your childhood home and get all your clothes and put them on eBay. I bet you. Actually, I bet you you would. Those call them and then call them vintage because you were fucking old. All. <sighs> Tyler, it's rough being old, uh, but we got a lot of teams ahead of us. Uh, check us out on Twitch, Twitch.tv/watchingtheboxes. We'll see you next time for the next team. Take it easy, everybody, and stay safe.